0: Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday, healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday, healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday healthy human ever. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human podcast. My name is Jen Roulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen on the Graham. Well, today I have a very special friend, mentor, um, I mean, amazing human being uh, named Di Manuel. Di and I met on Twitter or X, but it was Twitter back then, and it was about a product he promoted, and I reached out to him and started talking to him about it. And then we just started following all back and forth, and then, I don't know, Di, then you became my business coach, and then my business coach to a friend, and oh my God, like, where do we even begin? So welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast, Die
1: Jen, you know what, I... I've been looking forward to this conversation (laughs) for a while, and I know you and I always have a tendency to just catch up at the most spontaneous of times, right? But, gosh, I've I've just enjoyed watching your journey these last few years. Thank you. I know there's been some, some extreme highs, but there's also been some equally, you know. Very prominent lows, right? But to see how you navigate that with your just your resiliency and uh that, that athletic attitude, right? That only a 15 time Ironman athlete can have. But uh, it's wonderful <laughs> to just see you leading right. by example, modeling and mentoring us all, just through not only the content but now this podcast, too. And that's why when he invited me mm-hmm. to be here, I was like, Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah so, I know, uh, I was like,
0: Die awesome. needs to be on this podcast. So, oh, um, thank tell you. everybody mm-hmm. enough about me, because this is this is your platform now. Like, I, I want to share your story because uh, you've metamorphosized many times in mm, your life, and mm. um, you've inspired me to make some major changes. And I'm not going to get emotional yet because we're <laughs> only two minutes in. So, with that said, tell everybody a little bit about who you are.
1: Well, you know, back in the day, if you asked me that question, I know my ego would have been. Well, driving the comments, you know, or what I would have responded. But uh, it was quite a number of years ago. That was one of my more prominent transitions uh, or metamorphoses, using your language. And, uh, you know, since then, everything shifted and everything changed. You, You know, it was like one great question and then, whoa. The last 14 years have been me trying to realize the answer to that question, which we can get into in a little bit. So there's a little plant in a seed, a little teaser there for people to stay tuned. Like uh, but um, you know, first and foremost, I'm I'm a father. You know, I've got, I've got two young adult kids now. I mean, Jen, that feels so weird Crazy. to acknowledge. I know, right? It's like they're 18 and 20, two girls, both off at university. Very proud of them. But this the last few months have been transitioning my wife and I into empty nesters, and that's just a whole another area that I wasn't prepared for. And, uh, um, but I've been married happily dating my wife for the last 23 years. And on top of that, you know, just someone that really loves helping people develop a positive relationship to change, you know, because change is just one of those things, you know, it's rarely easy, but it's almost always worth it. And Mm -hmm. yet it is a given that it's going to happen whether we like it or not. So why not learn how to be a little bit more positive or at least more, develop a a healthier agency when it comes to us navigating our own changes in our lives, you know? And and so I do that both personally and professionally with people, you know, whether it be life coaching, if people like that sort of generalized term or, or business coaching or consultant Uh, I just find that's really generic. And really what I'm helping people with is, is change for the better, you know, change for the Mm, better.
0: Beautiful. That (laughs) is you. I mean, but you have gone through, like I said, you've gone through many changes and, I guess the one question that I've been asked a lot on for myself is the whole alcohol. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stopping and how did you do it, blah blah blah. Now that was a big and I know you have a TED, Ted TEDx talk about it, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yes, so can you give everybody just a little <laughs> brief snippet of that of sure. that major change that gave you that aha moment that you needed to mm-hmm. stop? Well,
1: I I wish it came sooner. Uh, I I think that's always sort of that regret when we look back. It's like, why couldn't I have made that change sooner? And I have to, you know, just sort of give myself a little bit of grace and recognize, you know, I wasn't ready for it. You know, otherwise I would have (laughs) changed. You know, I would have done it sooner if I was ready for it. And and what I mean by that is just really, I I ultimately came to a decision at 32 years old that I was going to choose the life that I've always dreamed of having, that I believed I was working towards. And in favoring that, I was going to say no to alcohol, you know, so yes to my life, no to alcohol. And I realized those are two questions I had to answer that way. Now answering it and then following up with actual actions, that is where most of us stumble, you know, and, and I'll, I'll admit I stumbled, you, you know, and um, for me, alcohol was a wonderful way of, of escaping, you know, avoiding really. I mean, it was great avoidance, um, but it also for me, because at 17 18 years old you, you know i i began to develop this idea that people preferred being with the guy that drinks that version of me over the person that i was when i wasn't drinking and and you know <laughs> confirmation bias is alive and real for those that aren't familiar with that we, our subconscious you know we 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 say that we believe something our subconscious likes to help us validate it as often as it can and oh, uh, yes I was really good at proving the the belief, you know that that. Look, I went out last night. I drank, and look, there was people that gave me attention. I got invited to another party, made some new connections, even though I don't remember half of them. Uh, right. You know, like it's just, and this was a a thing that was modeled and mentored to me all through my twenties. You know, when I look at my business relationships and what I was doing, it was just the normal, you know. And that's the thing with alcohol. I think it's it's heavily normalized, you know, and. But what's not normalized is the negative effects of alcohol. Even though we're aware of it, but we don't normalize the conversation, there's still a lot of stigma around it, which was the reason why I, I created the TEDx talk. I really wanted to talk about this idea of being vulnerable and, and how vulnerability is one of those stages, or I should say steps or actions that allows us to tap into change.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because change is really hard to do on our own. You know, But yes. there's a difference between being On our own and being alone. And it's usually a choice, you know, Mm -hmm. and it does require an action to to bridge those. And uh, for me, I was really good at delaying that. And long and short of it, you know, there was one night my wife and had already been together for 10 years. I was 32 years old. You know, we already had two daughters. They were both under the age of six at the time. And I don't know how I got home the night before, but I made it home somehow, and I woke up the next morning, and actually, it was almost noon by the time I got out of bed, and I wasn't in bed, unfortunately. I was actually lying on the Berber carpet to the, adjacent to the bed, you know, and family was up. They were going about their work on the day, and my wife's tending to the kids, and, and uh, I made my way to the kitchen, and my wife looked at me in a way that she never looked at me before, and uh, as I always say, she's someone that sees the potential in me that even myself, I never saw myself, you know. But she had this ability to see something in me that, and support that to, to coming to the surface and the fruition, becoming my 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 who I am, you know. And that's the power of a really strong mentor or or, or, or that person in our life that can help us navigate some of those hard parts, right? And uh, sure, I don't know, Jen. You know, she looked at me in a way that I, I, I was afraid. You know, I was, I was. There was a lot of fear there, and and she sat me down and one of the first things out of our mouth is, you know, th- th- this is not normal anymore. This is not going to be our normal and this is not going to be an environment that we raise our girls in. Let's talk about what it's going to look like to co-parent and where you may have to move to live. You know, like, it was like, Holy smokes. What, 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 you know, cause family is one of my values always has been. Yeah. Yeah. And when we don't honor our values, it creates a lot of this holes or gaps or, or chasms inside of us. And we tend to distract ourselves from acknowledging those or, we fill it with frivolous things, and never actually fill the bottomless pit. You know, whether that be gambling, sex, you, you know, uh, pornography, right? Alcohol, drugs. I mean, shopping to an extreme, right? Shop, sure. Like 100%. There's lots of ways we can distract ourselves. And and, and for me, it was alcohol, you know, and um She asked me a question and I'm giving you the short version of the story. She gave me a question and the question was, "Die are you being the type of man that you would want to marry your daughters? And Jen, that question changed everything. It literally changed everything because I realized right then and there, you know, what I was modeling to my girls, to Christy, my wife, you know, to my friends, to my coworkers, you know, to the company and the people that were in the company that I was a co-founder of, you know, like I was modeling that this is not only normal, this is okay. And I started to realize, you know, if someone like me at that time at 32 years of age showed up on my doorstep wanting to get close to both my wife and my kids, I wouldn't let them across the threshold. Mm -hmm. But that's what I was saying was okay every day, you know, by doing what I was doing. So um, I made a decision right then and there. Uh, You know, some people call it a last ditch effort. Sure. Call it what you will. But for once in my life, I decided to make a decision. And it was a decision I was not going to negotiate on.
0: Mm-hmm. And my decision
1: was to go one year without drinking. And I know people are going to be like, well, one year, that's not a big of a deal. Come on. I'm like, you don't understand. From age 17 to 32, 15 years of my life, the longest I'd ever done is one sober January. Like alcohol was always there, always there. And uh, when you learn how to function really well with that crutch like that, it's very scary to imagine yourself navigating the world without the crutch. I realized I had a pretty bad limp, you know? Uh, and... It took me about six weeks into that that I realized, holy smokes, this is hard. I need some help. And uh, I found some help. And from there, you know, within a few months, everything changed. And I've been on that path now for 14 years. You know, it's been 14 years since I had a drink because I really, a lifestyle emerged from that. It was like, yeah, just realized, you know, I wanted to keep saying no to that distraction, that avoiding mm-hmm. tactic to say yes and lean into all the things that I'd always said I wanted and said it were value to me and were really important. But now I was going to honor that by following up with immediate action and consistent and frequent, right? Like, I mean, again, show up at the gym one time, you're not fit. Okay. Like (laughs) you say to McDonald's one time, it doesn't mean that all your nutrition woes are now solved, you know, like it's right. You have to keep making the decision, keep asking the hard questions every day and, and honoring the answer. You know, mm-hmm. and
0: uh, it ain't easy, but I can tell you, holy smokes, it's worth it. You know, really, right? Really. And kudos to Christy for seeing that and yeah. and transitioning that thought process in your head. Because sometimes it's it, you know, for Christy to be as strong as she was to say that to you, man, <laughs> like that's a powerful partner. So thank you. Kudos to your. To your girlfriend.
1: <laughs> She's pretty awesome. I, I, I count <laughs> myself is. very grateful, you know, and, and I agree and, and lucky, you know, that, that she stuck it out. You know, she was willing to she still saw that guy in me. Right. The guy that she fell in love with. I just I think I had forgotten mm-hmm. who that guy was. That's all.
0: And I think that's what happens is I think a lot of people will put a mask on, you know, and whether whatever that might be like we talked about, because they they just sort of go into that robotic, you know, oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be doing this, this, and this. And then, you know, and then once you take that mask off, you're like, wait a minute, I'm not happy. Like, I I can make a change. I can make a shift. And that's where a lot of people are afraid to take that leap. Talking about taking a leap, another big story for you is you were a, a company owner and you said... Out of here, <laughs> yep. And started your own business, and then you guys moved to Bali. I mean, gosh, I, I where do we even start? Like, well,
1: let me put it this way: when we start navigating changes, and I say we, it's not the royal we, but I'm talking about anybody that's sort of open to that that itch. And, and sometimes I don't even refer to it as an itch. It's like you know, you get a splinter in your finger; it, it's annoying. It's not going to kill you. I mean, sure, it could get infected. It might. Yeah, right. pussy, it might not look the prettiest, it might get really painful, but <laughs> rarely will you die from a little splinter, you know? Right. But we can navigate about our days pretty well with that little annoyance. Now it's not gonna be comfortable, but we can get to a place where it becomes normal. It just doesn't hurt bad enough to make a change, right? Like mm-hmm. and I think if we think about certain aspects of our own lives, we probably are very tolerant or we've just said, you know, that's okay. Like we, we let ourselves down a little bit, right? Like we, we hold a certain standard for ourselves, but we're like, nah, you know, as far as my family commitment, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a good dad, you know, I'm a good dad. I'm doing X, Y, Z, check, check, check. You know, oh, I, I dropped the kids out of school. Oh, I packed a lunch today, you know, like I'm a good dad, right? Like I'm doing the actions. But on the same note, it would be really easy for me to justify, oh, I know there's a birthday party this day, but hey, I got a supplier in town it's really important that I go to that dinner, you know, and honestly back then it was because I was looking forward to a night out drinking with the boys.
0: Uh, And this is what I mean. Like
1: there's these sort of hidden agendas at times, you know, when it came to these, these,
0: Uh I would
1: compromise with myself, right. To justify the actions. And um, I realized it was just all games. I was playing with myself and um, long and short of it had to get to a place where, I was okay with starting afresh. And and what I mean by this is I I started to look at what my career path had led me down. You know, I got into sales. Mm -hmm. I developed a real knack with selling fitness equipment. I mean, I love doing it because I was like, wow, this is the first time I'm in a performance-based pay structure, meaning that I was earning commissions. And and I remember when they were hiring me in my early 20s. I'm like, so you're telling me the more people I help get healthy by investing in the right product, you're going to pay me more. And they're like, yes. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) Sign me up. <laughs> Sign know? me up. And, That's easy. Yeah. And I loved it. I, and I excelled within a year. I was one of the top uh, reps in Canada, you know, and, and wow. fortunately for me, I also attracted a wonderful mentor and I was ready to be mentored. I was starving for mentorship, for coaching, for leadership in my life mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't really have a lot of strong male, male role models. So here I was meeting one of the co-founders of that old, other company and uh, 20 years my senior you know, and really, I was okay. looking at him as an early 20s. He was early 40s. I was like, wow, this is a guy's got it together. He's got two young kids, beautiful home. he has got this great company he's a partner in. Wow. I, I want to be like that. Well, 17 years later, I, I, I after I went through this huge shift myself, you know, and and it was actually about four years before I exited out of the company. You know, I went through that process at 32, gave up alcohol, started to make okay, these changes. As things, start, was. Yeah, yep. as things started to come into focus and yep. I didn't actually exit out of the company. It wasn't quite five years later, but there was a kink in the armor back then when Christy asked me that question, because all of a sudden I said, okay, well, I'm going to say no to this. By saying no to that, I didn't realize how much resources would be freed up. and I'm not talking just money. You know, of course, yeah, I, I mean, I was amazed at how much more money we have on the month to month because I wasn't spending any money on booze, you know, or going out and partying and all that. And, but it was the, the, the time and the energy. And so I started doing a lot of things outside of work, things for myself, personal development for once in my life. I wasn't just professional development because it was always professional development. I would always say, yeah, I'm always developing myself professionally because it was all ego driven. I want to be seen as a dude. I want to make more money. I want to have a better title. I want to have more stuff. And that's what was driving me, but it never fulfilled me. And now I made these changes, moved away from alcohol, got back to the things that I actually valued. And I made those values non-negotiable. And I started to honor those. Family, my fitness, my faith, my finances. And of course, ensuring that I'm having a lot of fun at the same time. You know, yes, there's five S there if you're doing the counting. And uh, I love alliteration, by the way. So uh, I, uh, that's what I started to do. And, and everything changed. And what happened was within a few years, and this is sort of the, the the point to this little story here, is I started to think about what do I really want for my life? As I'm nearing 40 years old, my kids are getting older, you know, it, I'm getting older. I'm, I'm just I'm changing I've been on this path of change. I'm seeing things differently. I'm seeing myself differently. What do I want for my life? You know, what what makes me feel fulfilled? What makes me feel happy and joyful? And I started saying, well, is this it? Is this path that I'm on as a co-founder of a company? We're scaling. We've just done 10 figures in a year. You know, I'm like, wow, we're doing really well. This is amazing. This is what I've been working towards. And I started really thinking about it. I was actually chasing my business partner's life, not my own life. You know, I, from early in twenties, I just, I was under this impression that if I work hard enough, I'm going to be just like him. I'll have everything that he has, you know, like, and, and that was the vision that I had was his life, not my own. And it was a scary realization because all of a sudden I started thinking, I'm like, well, I don't want that. Well, then what do I want? You <laughs> know? And I was like, yeah. well, I can tell you one thing, being on the path that I'm on here professionally, this career path, it doesn't feel like the right path for me anymore. And I know this scares the crap out of us all, especially if you've been in a career path for a long time. And I'm talking decades, right? We see people into the 40s and 50s, and you speak to this so well, Jen, because you've been someone that's metamorphosized into so many beautiful butterflies, you know, through your own changes, you know. And when you emerge from that chrysalis, you see the world differently. You know? You do. And you can either avoid the new perspective and go back to your old ways. But I'll tell you. You'll always be thinking about it and it will become this little earworm, you know, like a song that gets stuck in your head.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That
1: idea of what could have been will take deep root and it is a mind F, you know, like it really messes with you.
0: Conversation we had before we even started, I said, you know, sometimes that there's those moments that I question things. Like I, I'm like, Oh my God, am I, did I do the right thing? Should I have done that? You know, but then when I look at my life as a whole and just prime example, like here I am in Michigan, came up to visit family. Mom takes a fall. I have the flexibility yeah. to live to live anywhere in the world and work from anywhere in the world. Hell and like, yes. you know, like, and you get that, especially for you living in Bali. Like if you are going through a change, and this is what I wanted to say. If you are going through a change, anybody you're going to have those doubts. Oh my God, you're going to have those doubts. Even after you made the change, you're still going to have those doubts. They still come up. They still be like, hello, are you sure? <laughs> Let me test you. You
1: know? Yeah. It's spot on, Jen. And, and there's always going to be those little voices in your head that are, to make you question what you've decided to do. And 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 I think this is where, you know, an exercise by Tim Ferriss, he, he did a TED Talk long time ago, I think back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, you know, where he talked about this exercise called fear setting. You know, this idea of just asking yourself, well, what's the worst that could happen if I do this? And I know it's it's like, you know, there's gonna be people, well, that's pretty doomsday, you know, like you could die. I'm like, okay, yeah. But I mean, reality here, people like, reality, what's yeah. real? What's truly the worst that could happen? And my wife and I, as we were discussing me exiting a 17 year career as well, we knew shortly after that she would leave her career. So this is sort of the path we were working towards. I was the first to go, you know, I I made that move first, quit 17 year career, I was like, peace out, I'm not doing this anymore. I don't know what I'm going to do, but this won't be it anymore. (laughs) And I've been working on a book and some other things, you know, I started doing a lot more speaking and was doing a lot more stuff with my own brand online. But thankfully I had that already on the go, never monetized, but I was doing it in a way to just help me feel more fulfilled because I could help a lot of people with this thing called social media. I create great content that helps people just a little shift in perspective, might elevate their belief in themselves to make that first action, to work on that path, right? To change that they want, they've addressed. I want to make that change. They just were intimidated, right? And uh, so this idea of fear setting was really good for my wife and I, because as we were talking about, well, we both leave our career. We leave that, that, that comfort we have of two incomes, you know, and yeah, we were scary, making good money. So it was like, good. We could raise our kids. We could have a good lifestyle. You know, it was very comfortable, but wasn't fulfilling. So it's like comfort or fulfillment. Oh, geez. Well, I'd rather be uncomfortable and feel way more fulfilled, you know. So mm-hmm. you take the risk. And, uh, and we acknowledge, though, we're young. We're both very, very coachable. And we have some great skill sets that aren't easily replicated. So what's the worst that could happen? Well, we come back. We have friends and family that love us. They have spare bedrooms. They have couches. They have big backyards. We can pitch a tent in. Okay. Like it's, it's all good. We can come back. You're in Canada. Yeah, we're in Canada. (laughs) And and you know what? Like the worst that could happen, we come back and we start over, we get careers and we do it again. You know, like that was honestly the worst that could happen. I mean, there's always the concern that you might walk out off the curb and get hit by a bus. I mean, that doesn't matter. I could be here working my career or I could be in Bali, Indonesia. I mean, it doesn't matter where I'm at.
0: Exactly. You know? there, there might be a gunshot. Exactly. Hey, guess what? You, that could happen in Chicago and that can happen in Costa Rica That's right. whatever.
1: That's exactly right. right. And so, you know, there's real fears, right? I get it. Yeah. But then there's also a lot of hyperbolized fears that we have. And, and I found that it's easy to let the brain and imagination hyperbolize things, make them seem worse than they are. You know, so we can justify not taking action or not making the initial changes to lead into that. Right. Like, and I get it because I've been there lots of times. (laughs) Um, Uh So after that, my wife left her career. A few months after that, we pulled the kids out of school, gave away our stuff, packed up our SUV, uh, any of the, you know, sort of emotional things that we possess, we put into a storage unit. And we started traveling with no agenda, no direction other than we're going south, you know, being in Canada, January, January. It makes sense to want to go south. Trust me. OK, right. so we went south and um, it started a five year journey, you know, of us traveling all over the place. And then eventually we ended up in Bali, Indonesia, where we stayed for two and a half years before moving back to Canada so my kids could finish high school in Vancouver. And uh, hell of a journey. Like there's lots of ups and downs on that journey. There's times where we're like, how are we going to pay for something tonight? <laughs> like, you know, like there was there was a lot of stress at times, but we were together. We were realizing a, a vision and a dream that we had. And we knew, worst case scenario, there's always somebody we could call to help us out, you know? And and so we just adventured. We did. We learned. We grew. We, we, we experienced a lot as a family for those five years. And I wouldn't trade those for anything, you know, not, not for a single thing. And uh, But all because my wife asked me that question at 32 years old, you know? Like, had she not asked me that question, I can honestly say, Jen, you and I probably would have never met. We wouldn't have had this conversation today, you know, like I just I'd be in a very different place. So it's amazing what happens. You get asked by the right question at the right times. It's gonna open up the right perspective, which might open up the opportunity to take the right action to create that right result. Right. So uh it, you just never know what happens when you get a good question asked of you. Yeah.
0: I like that. Yeah. Even even the Ted Ferris question, yes. I think that's a Great question. I mean, a lot like it's an ongoing joke with my team for the Rulon Racing team, because like they'll they'll sit there and be like, oh, my God, I just did this long bike and long run, blah, blah, blah. And then within seconds, somebody's like, but did you die? Yeah. You know, like the gift, the gift or whatever, you know, and it's true. Like you sit there and you're like, but you made it through it. Like, what a great way to like level up. You got through that. So then, okay, what's next? What's next? Oh, guess what? The race. Uh, Here I am at my Ironman, whatever that might be, you know, well, where, oh my God, you and I could probably talk forever.
1: We'll have a follow-up. I know we will. We will. Get you on my podcast, which is coming. So I'm making it, I'm putting it on the record right now. So uh, that's where we can have part two of this.
0: (laughs) Yes. I think that's a fantastic idea. So where can my followers find you?
1: Well, listen, I'm a social dude. All right. And I'm active on social media, but most active on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So I always say, if you can spell my name, you can find me pretty easily because SEO loves my name. Uh, I'm the only one with it. And uh, I have a website, diamondwell.com, which is always easy to, to sort of get information. And I've got 1,800 articles i published over the last like 15 years of blogging, uh, all geared around this idea of change. You know? And I just invite people, start your, your journey there. You know, Type in something that you're interested in. See what comes up. And then if you like, reach out to me, ask a question, let me know what you're working on right now. You know, and I I just, I love having conversation meeting new people that are, I, I guess on that journey of change, you know, they're excited, they're afraid, they're eager. You know, to realize that 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 transformation, and I'll tell you, it's a lot more fun being on that journey when you got other people you can connect with and talk with that are also enduring something similar. Because there's gonna be really crappy days. I mean, Jen, you can speak to this just oh, as well as I can.
0: Good lord, yeah.
1: But I'll tell you, my crappy day now is better than the crappy day I had of before. Okay, so yes. <laughs> perspective-wise, yes. it's, it's uh, I, I enjoy it a lot more now on those crappy days than what I used to have to deal with.
0: Yes. Are you still doing men's men's Yeah, just about to get it started groups? again. Just about to Good. start it again. Yeah,
1: we, we've okay. got some online groups that we'll be starting up again and uh, but I'll be before that I'm gonna be starting an in person event again. Um, I had it's been a bit of a start-stop based on pandemic and a few other issues that have popped over the, the few years, but uh, there has been an online group that's been meeting regularly on Monday nights, Mentorship Mondays, Men Mentorship Mondays. Mentorship. Uh, and, uh, Love it! Great.
0: I'll put all the links in the no- show thank notes, you, y'all. Thank you. Yes, and, of course. i well,
1: transitioning to mentorship meetups, Ooh. so it'll be meetups for men, whether online, offline. It's sort of sort of a rebrand of that. But um, yes, uh, if there's men out there that are looking to connect with other great men please reach out to me. I'll, I'll have details on how you can participate. And uh cool part is there's no cost to it. And I know my, my business coach is like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs>
0: yeah, just, like, just like, like me starting this podcast. Yeah. Like, what are you yeah. doing? Yeah. Oh,
1: what are you doing? Well, it, it's, this is, again, I get fulfillment. So exactly. being completely selfish. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, you know, it, it's not a selfless act because I get a lot of value from doing this, you know? So when I get those messages from people saying, you know what, I, I, I accomplished something today i never thought i could and when you get those messages it's like oh man why would i not be doing this anymore you know like and yeah i see that in you jen i mean every day i read some of the comments on the posts on instagram i see what you're sharing i'm like that's incredible you know i'm so proud of you but also i feel very grateful to count your friend
0: i agree i agree it was all that no,
1: full disclosure jen you were the first person that got me into coaching
0: i remember we had this conversation because i asked if you did any business coaching
1: Right, Right. And at the time I wasn't, I mean, I I had some people I was mentoring, um, but just sort of the occasional conversation here and there. But then you asked very specifically how, what kind of sport you're looking for. And I was like, you know, this is something I really do want to do. And okay, let's figure it out. You know, so I have to thank you. Because had you not asked those questions and us engaged that way, I don't know if I'd be working in the capacity that I am today. So I, I have you to thank for that. So thank you.
0: Well, thank you for really, gosh, I don't even know, like you've helped my brand and my business over the years. And I know we've bounced in and out, you know, over life and everything, but we always come back together, I swear. And just like picked up, like we left off from the last time I talked to you and whatever day that was, you know, I still, I still remember it was December, 2020. I was in Costa Rica and that was the, that was the last photo that I have of us, I screenshot it.
1: No way, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I remember when you made that move. It was just like, holy, she's doing it. It was twenty. It was 20 yeah, it was twenty twenty. Oh.
0: That's right, because I moved in yeah. December twenty twenty one. All right, Gosh. last famous question for those followers that are looking for that change, our transformate transformating into their own beautiful butterfly. Is that even a word? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I think so. <laughs> let's make it up. Um, what one piece of advice would you give mm-hmm. them to start their journey?
1: There's three questions I invite you to think about and really introspect on, like spend some time really thinking about these questions. And the first question is, can I do it? It being whatever the changes you then follow it up. Once you have an answer to that, then you follow it up with question two. If I do this, will it work? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally, question three, is it worth it? And, you know, if we're talking about something fairly general, it works, but I'm going to ask you to look in the mirror and say, am I worth it? Because these three questions are going to shine a big spotlight into certain areas you may have been avoiding. And, and I'll tell you, unearthing that is going to be the first step towards realizing the changes that you want to make. And so that's that would be what my invitation would be to, to anybody looking to start is, is work through journal, you know, reflect, think on those three questions, because once you have the clarity, your confidence goes up. When you feel more confident, you take more decisive action. And guess what? You put things off less, no, much less procrastinating. Yes. So seek clarity and action. And I'm sorry, clarity and confidence and the actions will follow.
0: Yeah. And get out of your own damn way.
1: Hell yeah.
0: Yes. <laughs> Well, thank you for that. I think that is an incredible way to end. Di, I appreciate you, your friendship. Uh, Tell Christy and the girls hello. Give them all my love and keep some for yourself as well.
1: Oh, thanks, Jen. Much love to you as well. And uh, looking forward to our next conversation.
0: Agreed, on your podcast. Hell yeah. Y'all, if you are loving the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, you know what to do. Share, like, uh, give me that five-star rating. Because you know what I say with a combination of Costa Rica and Texas? Pure Vida, y'all. Ha <laughs> ha. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>